podcast is presented as entertainment, not flight instruction. Though some participants are certified flight instructors, their comments, opinions, and discussions of flying techniques are theirs alone. None of the co-hosts or guests on this podcast are acting as your flight instructor. Please consult your own CFI for guidance on your specific flight training, aeronautical knowledge, and aircraft operation. is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Episode 206, live from Sun and Fun 2019, day two, coming up next in this episode of the Stuck Mike Avcast. Now here are your co-hosts, Victoria Newville, Eric Crump, Larry Overstreet, Russ Rosleski, Tom Frick, Rick Felty, and Carl Valeri. Well, folks, welcome to the Stuck Mike Avcast. We're here at a special edition of Stuck Mike Avcast live from another air show, and it is Sun and Fun, and we love being here live. I'm joined on the back deck of Sun and Fun Radio. This is where we do a lot of the other recordings and where the real work gets done, and that's by some of the folks here at Stuck Mike Avcast that don't get a lot of recognition for all the hard work they do. I want to point out uh, Robert Sigliano is joining us today, and so is Victoria and uh we also have Russ Rosleski, but Robert, uh, thanks so much for helping out this year. Really appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure. Always uh, willing to help and, and edit, make you sound good. <laughs> That's kind of hard to do. Actually, the person you're really making sound good is Russ Rosleski because of the fact that he's out there banging out interviews like you. You can't believe. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put Russ on the spot right now and ask him, "Hey, Russ, how, what kind of interviews have you done today?" I anticipated this question, so uh, I am not on the spot. I am prepared. <laughs> but I actually talked with a uh, company called HangerBot, which is involved in hangar automation, just like you know, we're used to a lot of home automation now. Um, they do that for hangers, and it's kind of an integrated system that doesn't need you to have existing Wi-Fi like most of us don't at the hangar. So interesting products there. I did go by and talk to M0A, Jason Shepard. Always great conversation there. They've got some new products, some new uh, new training materials out too and i talked to tkm avionics those are the guys who make for a long time for decades now they've made slide-in replacement radios for some of the older uh, analog radios and slide-in digital replacements for general aviation aircraft and they've got a new product that replaces the kx-155 which was ubiquitous for many years but I i've seen a lot of more displays are kind of failing and they're getting harder to repair so now they've got a new slide-in replacement for that which is which is great so i mean zero installation so uh, so i talked with them for a little while too Awesome. And then I think, Victoria, you were also able to get an interview? Yep. I talked to Ben, who is the inventor of the Gooey Duck. You might have heard me mention it. I think I mentioned it at Seaplane Palooza. It's a composite aircraft. Looks a lot like the Widgeon. So talk to him. He's a great guy and told about the history and how he designed this aircraft. A composite type of Widgeon. That sounds really cool. Well, another thing you'll hear, especially in the future, are some of those interviews we've done live on the deck. Don't forget, liveatc.net slash SNF. You can hear us stream all these interviews. Sun and, or excuse me, Stuck Mike Avcast is on Sun and Fun Radio all all day long. I mean, it's it's awesome that you guys have stepped up and volunteered. And I just want to mention too, we're not sure how we're going to do this yet, but some of those interviews that you may have missed that, that were on the deck, and I know you, you like listening to podcasts, we're going to have either the link or we're going to put that into a podcast. Some of the really cool interviews like we did today. Well, Carl, real quick, before we go to those interviews, I want to give a little shout-out. Uh, we were at an, a dinner event last night at one of the hangars, and 
Sitting down right next to us was David Robardo, who runs AB Flight Training in at Queen City Airport, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Yeah, so we had, a, we had a great conversation, a former Army veteran there. We had a lot in common, uh, so it was a great chat. And uh, so if you are in the area of uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania, go check out uh, AB Flight School. AB Flight School, I'll come see him next time I'm up there. I'll be up there in a couple months. Uh, but Queen City, what a wonderful little airport, wonderful little town. But uh, let's go to the interviews that we did, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, some of the things we talked about on uh, liveatc.net slash NSNF. So let's go listen to the interviews. This is Russell Zaleski reporting for Sun of Fun Radio at Sun of Fun 2019. Standing here at the Hangerbot tent with Morgan Walker, the president of Hangerbot. How you doing, Morgan? Hey, doing great. How are you? Oh, fantastic. It's a great show. The weather, the sun finally came out and it's warming up. So I walked by and saw Hangerbot, and I said, well, that's an interesting name. i got to go find out what they do. So tell us, what do you do? So Hangerbot is a security and automation system for uh, aircraft hangers. And it works over cellular, um, so you don't need any Wi-Fi. And you can do things like uh, viewing video surveillance, opening and closing doors, um, seeing uh, if people are coming in and out, all from your smartphone. Um, This new age system is really kind of like home automation, but for your hangar. So we're we're making smart hangers um, in an out-of-the-box solution, um, so super easy to, to set up. Well, it sounds like, and of course, we have. There are products that are like this that you can purchase at different places, right? But, but it sounds like you really have a very integrated system here. Yeah. So um, there's there are home automation systems out there, but what makes this really different are two things. Um, one is it works over cellular, and two, uh, this is developed specifically for pilots by pilots. I'm a pilot myself, um, so I understand exactly kind of what people need, um, whether they're in the northern climates and need to preheat their engine remotely so they don't have to drive there for two hours before uh, taking off. Um, And, you know, there's this thing called hangar rash that uh, tends to be pretty pretty aggressive. Um, You know, people don't really know what happens when their their wingtip is, is broken and uh, you know, this this definitely helps point the, the finger, even though they think they have a secure hanger. You know, that mechanic that came in or uh, the cleaning crew, uh, they could also be the ones. Well, yeah, it sounds like you've got some good security features. So let's let's kind of go down the list. You've got the, the hub, and uh, that's, that's kind of the central unit, I think. Yeah, so the, the hub is kind of the central brains behind the whole uh, system. And it, it has a built-in security camera, temperature sensor, wireless uh, technology so um, as I mentioned earlier it's a cellular device and it also actually broadcasts its Wi-Fi hotspot so you can download weather for flight um, updates whatever it may be Um, and then that central hub connects to the rest of the devices and you've got a switchable outlet which I think is very familiar to a lot of people yep yep so the switchable outlet um, it comes with 16 amps uh, rating which um, we specially designed for preheaters, um, but can be used for pretty much anything that you want to turn on and off, uh, battery charger, um, anything that can be plugged into a 110, and, and it's capable uh, with 16 amps. Definitely. Uh, you got door sensor? Yep, door sensor that can be placed on a man door or a, uh, the actual hanger door. Um, could even be put on a toolbox, so if you want to see who's opening and closing a a door um a 
toolbox or who's in your hangar or beer fridge, perhaps. <laughs> well, you got to watch out for that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I had a 12-pack. <laughs> so, and then the door control. Now, tell me a little bit about this, because uh, this is this, the sensor just detects whether it's open or not, right? But door controller. Yeah, now, so the door controller integrates with uh, open, close, stop, uh, momentary contact. And what that allows you to do is you're able to open and close the door from anywhere in the world. Um, you know, there's some some kind of like lift master type solutions, uh, which are only line of sight. Um, and this, this allows you to open and close from pretty much anywhere as well as snap a picture with uh, the built-in camera in the hub to see, okay, is there a plane in the way or is there anything, um, that you should be interested in before closing the, the door? Yeah, definitely. And last, of course, a thermostat. Yeah, so the thermostat um, that is heating and AC, um, but we see it mostly with uh, people that are in the northern climates, sure. want to keep their hangar nice and toasty. Um, if they're on, say, a, a propane tank, you know, you, you've got a limited resource. So having the remote ability to uh, turn on and off uh, the, the thermostat is, is pretty key for, for those people. Now... Some of the stuff you could do other ways if you had a Wi-Fi network, but you, you mentioned earlier that this does not require Wi-Fi at all. It's over the cell network, right? Right, exactly. So um, you, you could get a home automation system, and they'd be about the same price. Um, however, uh, they don't work over cellular, um, and we've got some basic connectivity packages uh, starting at $15, and you'll be able to do things like um, control, fully control uh, your hangar as well as download some videos and snapshots and some light surfing um, on the internet. And I see the, the plans go up from there to have more capabilities and more recording and that kind of thing. Right, exactly. We had one guy um, stream the Super Bowl from his, his hangar and that was a uh, it's a pretty fun one. <laughs> I don't see that Super Bowl in the package yeah, it's here. On the, it's on the other, uh, <laughs> okay. the other sheet. <laughs> All right, this is a very interesting product, Morgan. Uh, anything else you want to tell us about it? Yeah, it's our it's our first year at Sun and Fun, um, but we've been around for three years. Uh, you may have seen us at Oshkosh, and um, we're really excited to kind of bring the next generation of smart devices uh, into aviation. Um, you know, you, you would think that aviation is you know, on the leading edge all the time, but I'm sure some people that are, are listening are saying, okay, when are they going to come out with this fill in the blank? <laughs> so we've, we've answered that, that fill in the blank for uh, the hangar, the hangar space. Well, it sounds like it. I have some of my clients who are probably very interested in your product, so I'll give, give a couple cards to them. All right. So uh, more information, website? Yeah. So for more information, visit hangarbot.com um, and feel free to uh, fill out the contact us form or give us a phone call. Uh, we've got support team in California uh, that are fielding all of the questions and, you know, want to hear from you guys. All right. Well, thank you very much, Morgan. Uh, and with HangerBot, all kinds of automation products for your hangar. This is Russ Rosleski for Son of Fun Radio. This is Russell Zleski from Son of Fun Radio at Son of Fun 2019, here with M0A Jason Schapper. Once again, good to see you, my friend. Russ, every year, it's like a tradition now, I feel like. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Well, if you didn't have something new to talk about every year, there'd be no reason to come by. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been up to this past year? Always something new, a lot of work. We've just rewritten our entire checkride series of books. So past your private pilot checkride, instrument pilot checkride, commercial pilot checkride. Three separate books. Just rewrote the, the private and the instrument. Commercial is a brand new 200 
162-page tome uh, that is out, and it is everything ACS, your checkride simplified. Yeah, I'm looking through it right now. It's got what is relative wind, what's a prognostic chart, uh, weather, all kinds of stuff. Everything. And what I did is I actually sat in on hundreds of check rides. I wrote down every single question the various examiners asked, and then I wrote down the correct answer there and put them in a book for you as well. These are also all available on Audible. So maybe you're like myself, you like to learn on the go, whatever that may be. Uh, you can do all of that and kind of work through there as well. So just some great stuff. I love to be, you're walking the dog, you're at the gym, and you're still immersing yourself in aviation, just like many of your listeners. Listen to the podcast while they're out working and everything else, too. Well, that's right. Well, we hope we hope they do anyway. That's the idea, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But so, Commercial Pilot Checkride talked a lot about this. Um, you sat on a bunch of checkrides. Um, were there any kind of common themes you saw as far as... Uh, you know, questions that people were missing to kind of highlight those kind of things? It wasn't as much a theme of questions. It was a theme of the, the length and, and the depth of the check ride went into. I want to make sure everybody understands there is a bad saying that goes around that, oh, your commercial check ride is just like your private pilot, right? It's, it's, it's the exact same thing as your private pilot check ride. Nothing can be further from the truth. Don't let anybody tell you it's just another private pilot checkride. Your commercial pilot checkride is very involved. It's a two, three-hour oral exam followed by a two-hour flight as well. It's an all-day event. If you don't go on to do your CFI, it'll be the hardest checkride you take. So don't let anybody tell you, oh, it's just like your private pilot. You're okay. That's right. Uh, so current ACS standards, of course, with this commercial pilot uh, checkride. But you also updated the uh, private instruments one to said as well. That's correct. Up to ACS standards and guidelines. And not only that, but added some great questions and really just kind of reeling everything in. You'll find basic med. You'll find all the hot new topics in there as well. What kind of new things do you have on M0A.com? Sure. So on M0A.com, we're actually reshooting our entire private pilot online ground school. Instrument is next and kind of going through it with that. We're building out an entire new LMS learning management system as well to make it better for our students and our instructors to actually interact. So Russ, you're an instructor. You can log in and say, hey, why isn't Jason logged in in two weeks? Or why Jason do so bad on this quiz and see where I'm screwing up and what videos I watched and hadn't watched and how I'm progressing through the ground school as well. So allowing CFIs to really get more interactive as well with their students' progress. Sounds like a great way to track. You're right. You're right. Are they actually keeping up or, or am I going to have to recover this next lesson? Right. Absolutely. Um, but you, I think you also have some, uh, some benefits for CFIs that way, don't you? Absolutely. So any CFIs, we actually pay 30%. So you don't hold any inventory because it's all an online ground school, but anything, let's say Russ sells as an instructor, we pay Russ a 30% of anything of a student of yours buys, whether it be books or courses, anything along those lines. That sounds fantastic. It's great marketing for you and for the instructor as well. Uh, you got anything you thinking about coming up with this next year anything in the works cfi ground school everybody asks about it so yeah no doubt i'm sure i mean by oshkosh not likely but sitting here at sun fun next year with you i'll have some cfi materials on this table as well that'd be fantastic it's going to be a lot of work though for you i think it's it's immersive and you know our courses aren't just pass the test and good luck it's real world applicability our courses are longer they're more videos than any other course on the market because we just go a step further with everything all right. Well, Jason, anything else you want to say in closing here? No, uh, I end every video saying a good pause, always learning. That, that feels almost cliche now, but it, it is so true that we have to continue to immerse ourselves and find mediums. My teaching style may not work for everybody, but you need to immerse yourself in the training and find somebody, find a voice, a mentor, whatever it is that does work for you. That sounds good to me. M0A.com, M-Z-E-R-O-A.com. We'll get you there and all the information about their ground schools and everything else. So, Jason, thank you once again. We'll see you uh, later this year, maybe. And uh, this is Russ Rosleski for Son of Fun Radio.
Hi, this is Victoria with Sun and Fun Radio, and I am here to talk about a really unique aircraft today called the Gooey Duck. And before you Google that, it is spelled G-W-E Duck. And I am here with Ben Ellison, the mastermind behind this really unique aircraft. Ben, welcome to Sun and Fun Radio, and tell me, how did you come up with this idea? Well, thank you, Victoria. <clears throat> I guess it started when I was 16, water skiing at Three Tree Point in Seattle, and a guy pulled up in a Grumman Widgeon up on the beach. Two beautiful girls got out in bikinis, and they roasted <laughs> hot dogs, and I thought, I need to get one of those. That left an impression for <laughs> yeah, a teenager. I, did. I was 16, 1956. Anyway, uh, uh, I always had a passion for our twin engine seaplanes like the Grumman's. And uh, when I got old enough that I thought I might be able to afford to buy one, I went flying in a widgeon and I realized I wasn't a good enough pilot. And uh, uh, they corrode in salt water. And I thought, I can do better than that. So I started out designing a new airplane. It's completely different than the, widget, than the Grumman aircraft, although it's configured the same. It's a, it's a floating hull, uh, a high wing and shoulder mounted engines. And it has wheels uh, go up and down so that it's amphibious. And uh, uh, the project wasn't really intended to get very far. I was, it was an engineering challenge. I worked on the design. I was going to continue it until it got too hard, and it just never did get too hard. I think you look like a guy who enjoys a challenge. Anyway, <laughs> you didn't give up. <laughs> well, I didn't, and yeah. uh, uh, the thing that's really cool is my wife didn't give up either. Good for I her. I had a lot of support from my wife, and uh, uh, the design took about five years. Uh, <clears throat> spare time, uh, no, uh, uh, no schedule, and then uh, when the design was done, we started building t- tooling. And uh, it's molded from, from, from high-quality tooling that uh, is good enough that we're going to make kits from, from this tooling uh, as well. We're building, kit, we're building the first kit now. So someone can actually, in the future, build their own gooey duck aircraft. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the engineering that I did on the airplane started with a one-quarter scale model uh, because the hydrodynamic behavior of a, of a hull in water is very difficult to evaluate mathematically. So what you do is you do it mathematically, and then you you check your your math by making a, a, a model and towing it. Or in this case, it was a model airplane quarter scale, flew with two chainsaw engines, and uh, with removable hull slippers, so I could change the hull geometry easily. So that was how the hull develop, uh, development went. And uh, the upper part's just an airplane. And everybody here designs airplanes, so that was no big challenge. So it flies in the air just like any normal aircraft, probably. But, I mean, it's a flying boat, essentially. It's different than an aircraft on floats. So I got my seaplane rating this weekend at Seaplane Apalooza and got to see the Gooey Duck. Um, How much different is, I flew a Cessna 140 on straight floats. How different would it be if I were to hop in the Gooey Duck and try to fly that? I think... I think it would not be a challenge except on your first landing you'd be scared to death you're going to get your fanny wet (laughs) because you end up landing so low close to the water compared to a float plane. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was Karen's first experience when she flew the airplane and uh, but it handles it's very benign in the water and more than that it's benign on the land too. If you uh, were to tape the two throttles together to turn it into a single engine airplane it flies a lot like a J3 Cub on the land so it's very benign. 
which yep. is amazing because it's a pretty large aircraft. It's it's not the size of a Cub for anyone trying to imagine this listening to the radio. It's it's a pretty large, comparable to the Widgeon. Yes, it's uh, bigger than a Widgeon by uh, about 2,000 pounds. Its gross weight is 6,000 pounds. And uh, I think the Widgeon, well, the Widgeon is 5,000 pound gross weight, so it's 1,000 pounds heavier. And... Uh, uh, it has a little bit more wingspan. It's about halfway between a Grumman Widgeon and a Grumman Goose in size. So um, how did the name come about? I heard there's oh. a story behind that. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, well, as we were, uh, the airplane was getting to the point where it was obviously going to be finished someday. Uh, I started looking for a name, and all of the, it's always been tradition that water, water flying, uh, correction, flying boat type aircraft mm-hmm. have been named after waterfowl. But Grumman, took them all, most of them. They took the Grumman Mallard and the Duck and the Goose and the Albatross and the Brits took the Seagull and the Merganser and, and other like that. So there were no birds with feathers. What left. am I left with? Penguin? Yeah. <coughs> Flamingo? There, there were no ducks with feathers. <laughs> yeah. And my wife said, hey, why don't you name it, after, name it a gooey duck? A gooey duck is a northwest clam that is a huge clam. And uh, uh, it got that name because the Indians called it Guduk. Guiduk, which means in the local language, it meant digs deep. So my wife said, nobody outside of Washington will know what it is. They'll think it's a duck. Yeah. So why not? So it's it's actually named after a clam. It's named after a clam. <laughs> <laughs> that makes logical sense, doesn't it? It does. I love it. Do you um, have a favorite story about creating or maybe flying this aircraft, something like you'd like to share with the audience about what makes this special? Well, uh, it's it's fun coming to events like this uh, in Oshkosh, and uh, the, the the most fun thing is all the people, all of the old guys that have been around for a while, walk up and say, "That's the nicest looking widgeon I've ever seen." And one guy came up to me at Oshkosh and said, "Yeah, ha, but it's a heavy. It's the heaviest widgeon in the world." I said, "Why do you say that?" Because I can tell that you covered all the rivets with Bondo. And the airplane must be really heavy. I said, no, it's not a Grumman. It's not a Widgeon. I didn't cover the rivets. It was made in fiberglass in a mold, and it's smooth. And he, he, he was shocked. So that's that's not that funny, but that's about as funny as it gets. You get that a lot, though, probably, people thinking it's a Grumman. Yeah. Yeah, we get that a lot. When you say, no, it's a gooey duck, are they like, oh, bless you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <clears throat> sometimes we have a sign that we put up on the airplane that says, this is not a widgeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we forgot that sign this time. Uh, so um, you're celebrating, I think, an anniversary on this. It was built how long ago? Well, it's a, uh, we're a little late for the 10th anniversary. Mm-hmm. This is its 10th year. It's 11th year, rather. And... Uh, <clears throat> So we kind of missed the 10th anniversary, but we're looking for the 20th. Good. Looking forward. And by then, I'm sure several people will have completed some kits. I'm sure they will. Yeah, the, the, the first kit is under construction, and uh, the kit manufacturer is uh, uh, Composite Creations, and they tell me the first kit will be ready to, to sell to a customer in September. And you can find everything probably on your website, information? Yes. It's gooeyduck.com, G-W-E. D-U-C-K dot com. Excellent. Anything else you want to share before we close up here? Um, where can we find you here at Sun and Fun so someone can come up check out the gooey duck slash clam? Well, we're in the uh, seaplane area uh, in row S 
or row one S. We're in S one, whatever that is. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> it's right next to the next to the tent there. And maybe they should come up to you and be like, "That's a weird looking widgeon." Oh, that gets well, <laughs> that starts conversations. I love to I love to fight that conversation. Now there is a I am doing a presentation tomorrow. Oh, perfect. Tell us about Thursday, that. Thursday uh, at ten o'clock, uh, in which I have videos of the model testing that was done. I have a fascinating video of a Grumman widgeon uh, porpoising. Oh, okay. Uh, many of the widgeons that were built were destroyed because of their porpoising mm-hmm. characteristic. Pitch instability was a major problem. And I have a video that was taken somewhere in Canada of a widgeon porpoising and, and finally piling up against the bank of a river. And it's a tragic movie, but it it shows the importance of of, of changing that feature, which I was I was able to do. So that was a main focus when you were building the main this focus, yeah. So yeah. yours a uh, very safety first. Safety first. Very docile. And uh, I designed it with with remembering that it's a boat first, mm-hmm. so that it will to- tolerate the bumps and bruises it gets in a marine environment. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your time. I know at Seaplane and Palooza, I heard about this aircraft coming in. I'd never heard of it before. I had to see it. And then I saw it come up on shore, and I was pretty impressed. And I was like, look, I didn't get a chance to talk to you guys about it. So I'm glad you came up to Sun and Fun Radio. And um, everyone, again, please be sure to stop by and see it here at Sun and Fun. And if you're listening um, at home, it's at www.gooey.com. That's G-W-E, duck. This is Russ Rosleski for Sun of Fun Radio, reporting from Sun of Fun 2019. Uh, here today at the TKM Avionics booth with Vic Casebolt. How you doing, Vic? Hey, good, Russ. How are you doing? Great to be back here. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful event. I'm sure it's, it's only day two, but um, I think you're having a good show. Yeah, we got some beautiful weather going, and, and the attendance has been great so far. We're excited to be here. Yeah, definitely. So... TKM Avionics has uh, long been known for slide-in replacement radios. I know I had one of your 170 replacements for a long time on my airplane. Uh, but you've got a new product here now that is, I think is very important with the recent failures I've seen in radios. Yeah, we're here to introduce our KX-155 replacement. Uh, we know uh, people have been waiting on this for a long time, and we have been in development for a while. But uh, this, this is our MX-155, and it is a, a slide-in replacement for, for all versions of the KX-155 and is an, an expansion uh, to our line of, of legacy slide-in aviation products. Yeah, so I'm looking at it, and as you said, it's a slide-in replacement, you know, so I assume that installation costs are basically zero. Yeah, zero installation costs. It is built with the same form factor and same pinouts in the back, and it'll slide in and replace uh, both uh, the 14 and 28-volt 155s and has a glide slope receiver inside and as well uh, will replace the, uh, the 155 with the audio amp. So it really is a, a single replacement for all versions of the 155. And easy to use, too. It's got a couple knobs on it, but uh, it's also a touchscreen. Yeah, there are some touch points in the screen. Uh, we kept it very simple to use, and uh, it is a little bit different than, than what people have been used to, but we, we think uh, you know, once you use it once or twice, you'll get the hang of it. Well, I think that's true for the, the 170 version as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are, our 170s are our, our biggest seller, and uh, we've been selling it for a long time, and it's still going strong. Uh, I mean, it is, really is a great radio. Are you still making uh, new ones, so those? Yeah, we still make the 170s. Uh, we ship, we're shipping them every day, as well as our, our two Cessna replacements for the, uh, the RC300 and the RT385. Uh, and uh, we've got two Narco replacements as well, and we are still making this entire line. That's fantastic. You are based in Scottsdale, Arizona. Yep, right? we're in Scottsdale, yep. Sunny Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so tell us a little bit about uh, for the the new replacement for the one fifty five, the MX one fifty five. Tell us about pricing for this. So we are selling this uh, experimental right now as we're waiting uh, the finalization of our uh, of our certification on this. So we're selling this at thirty six fifty for the experimental experimental version, and it'll be forty two hundred list price for the uh, for the certified one fifty five replacement. Now you're still waiting for certification on that. When, do you have an expectation? I know how those things work, but uh, any any anticipated date? Yeah, it can always be hard to, to tell for sure. But uh, we are expecting a little bit later this year. Um, we're hoping, uh, hopefully, we'll be ready by, by Oshkosh. And uh, if not, should be uh, ready later this fall. So we are getting very close. That sounds fantastic. Give us a website we can go to for more information. Yeah, please visit uh, tkmavionics.com. Uh, we've got some forms to fill out on there if you're interested in the 155. Uh, and as well, as always, you can uh, get some support on your, on your current products. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, Vic. I appreciate it. This is Russ Rosleski for Sun Fun Radio. Well, I hope you enjoyed those interviews. That was a lot of fun, I'm sure, getting those. As you can tell, I haven't been doing too many interviews this year, and that's because I'm the co-chair of the live station, so I have to stay here on the deck. And uh, actually, really, all I do is sit there and watch everybody else uh, do wonderful interviews. That's not totally true. Got to do some really, really cool interviews. As a matter of fact, uh, one of them was with the Women Air Force Service Pilots. They'll be back on the deck tomorrow. Like I said, I hopefully we'll be able to incorporate those interviews coming up next time. Maybe, Victoria, hopefully we'll see you on the deck for the, one of those interviews. That would be lovely. Those girls are my heroes. I always love to see the WASP here every year. Yeah, and the WASP, they uh, didn't get much recognition from their efforts in World War II until 1970. It's hard for us to put that in perspective. Remember, the war ended in the 40s, and now in the 70s, they finally were recognized. That's many years later. So uh, they got the recognition they deserve, but the wonderful thing is they're out there, they're telling their story, and they're nonstop. I mean, 99 years old and writing a book, that's incredible. B. Haydu's writing a book right now, and uh, she's already written a book. So I am really good book, as, as Victoria said. You actually read it? I read it. It's amazing. It's called Letters Home, and it's all the letters she sent to her family over the years. And it's weird. You'd think listen, reading a bunch of letters wouldn't be that interesting, but the way they put it together and how it's compiled, you kind of feel like you were there in her life and what she was expecting, down to like tiny little details like, hey, Mom, I need a new bra, requesting those on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Well, I tell you, I, I encourage you to go out and listen to some of these interviews all year long on liveatc.net slash SNF. But also, make sure you look at Stuck Mike Avcast. I know we don't advertise too much at the show, but we really are the ones here volunteering doing a lot of the hard lifting. Robert Sigliano, have you been able to get out there and take a look at anything? I know they, uh, just to imagine this, they stick them in a box. We're at an air show, a Sun and Fun in Florida. He's in a big booth in the back of the radio station editing. Do you ever get out to see the sun? I have not gotten out at all this time. I plan to go this afternoon. I tell everyone I go down to Florida to go to an air show and I sit in a windowless room editing files. That's that's what I do all day. But I do get out later in the day. I'm going to go to the night air show to the, tonight. I'm going to go see some airplanes and do some shopping. Awesome. And you know what's funny? I, this is the first time in a while I actually walked over to see where I think it was like the one of the booths was, right? And I said to myself, i got to get out more because I never get to see the show either. There's vendors here. There's airplanes sitting out there. We need to go check them out. I know. I have to go. I hear them. Yeah. I haven't seen them, but I do hear them. 
cool thing is we do get to see some of the show yeah. from the deck so we can actually yeah. walk up there and check them out but uh, anyway uh, anything else before we go on to our next day guys and uh, we will have more interviews interviews from the deck and like I said hopefully we will be able to download some of those to our podcast and have them for you to review if not chats from the deck don't forget uh, you can actually pull some of those interviews that we've done in the past and we'll have links to all those and if you're here don't forget to get a picture and hashtag stuck Mike selfie hashtag stuck Mike selfie and uh, you can share that on all your social media and we'll reshare it well folks Carl Valeri and also Robert Sigliano Russ Rosleski and Victoria Newville here from Sun and Fun plus the rest of the crew we'll talk to you next episode and safe flying that'll be tomorrow You've been listening to the Stuck Mike Abcast. Members of the Stuck Mike Abcast may receive compensation for products or services mentioned during the podcast. Compensation may be received in the form of, but not limited to, referral commissions, free products or service trials. Our opinions and views are never influenced by any compensation, and you should always perform your own due diligence before purchasing any products or services mentioned during the show. The Stuck Mike Avcast is an aviation podcast and a Valeri Aviation Corporation production. Thank you.